Hello, I'm Stefan. And I'm Meryl. And, and welcome, welcome to Cutie and the Geek. Geek. Welcome back to Cutie and the Geek, a podcast by fans for fans. It's uh, Stefan and Meryl here again. Uh, Meryl, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Now, the last time we left our gentle listeners, we were halfway through... Gentle or genteel? (laughs) Gentle. Okay. Existent or non-existent? Yeah, yeah. Guys, you know, come and find us. Listen, we're um we're not we're not great, but we're not terrible, I don't think. <laughs> Do you think we're terrible, Meryl? Uh I think we're mediocre at best. Okay, well, you know, there's a lot of good podcasts out there, but if you fancy something mediocre, then uh <laughs> come come our way. Yes, so where where did we what were we in the middle of doing? We were halfway through ranking our favourite Marvel superheroes, uh, those who have presented themselves in the MCU universe so far, and That's we got right. as far as... We got as far as, uh, but not began talking about those heroes who debuted in Guardians of the Galaxy, so... That's where we'll we'll pick up in a moment. A reminder uh, that, and actually, first of all, an apology that um, our follow-up episode has been delayed by, I think it's been at least two weeks, uh, possibly three, um, just very, very busy with work and with uh, upcoming marriage things. So um, it's uh, we're picking things back up where we left off. Uh, we're again just a reminder of the rules. We're only talking about the heroes and the sort of lead heroes of each each film. So, uh, sort of supporting heroes like Thor's friends or um, characters who kind of start off as villains but then become somewhat more heroic uh, aren't being mentioned. Straight up villains aren't being mentioned. Um, those are our sort of rules. Uh, side characters who have been important, but perhaps not so much now, like Nick Fury, perhaps controversially we're not ranking, um, Phil Coulson. Um, and then this is the the films or movies, so we're not talking about the Marvel shows that have been on Netflix. And we're not talking about Marvel films that are not under Marvel Studios. Yes, that's, that's right. So the Amazing Spider-Man or the X-Men franchises um, we're not talking about. Um, but anyone who is uh, going to appear um, up to Infinity War, which as we talk is, um, gosh, 20 days away. Cray-cray. That's, that's uh, you know, we're so nearly there now. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so we won't talk about characters who we may or may not know are appearing in uh, Infinity War. Uh, you know, we've seen the trailers, of course, as much as everyone. In fact, we re- we talked about the trailer just um, the previous episode, but uh, we're not going to speculate on Infinity War. No. We're trying to keep as far away from spoilers, or even potential spoilers, as possible. No, definitely spoiler-free, but we're hoping that everyone who is listening will be up-to-date with the Marvel movies thus far. That's right. So, just as a recap, um, uh, you know, what we're doing, ranking our favourite heroes, not necessarily the best, but just our favourites. 
so far, we have at uh, number one, Iron Man. Number two, Captain America. Number three, Thor. Number four, The Hulk. Number five, Black Widow. Number six, Hawkeye. Number seven, Bucky. Number eight, War Machine. And number nine, Falcon. So that's where we are at the moment. Uh, And then with each hero we consider, whether we move them, are they better than so-and-so, are they worse than so-and-so, and and create our list that way. So, Meryl, let's um, begin by looking at the heroes that make their appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a tough one because we suddenly have uh, about five new characters that we need to to think about in order. Yes, and um, probably the only real ensemble a movie that we've seen prior, not including, of course, Avengers. Yeah. Um, we've got five heroes introduced. Um, all in one go. All in one yeah. go. You know, uh, MCU hasn't tackled X-Men or Fantastic Four. So the first time we've really seen a team in their own right emerge. You know, um, I had totally forgotten about the existence of the Fantastic Four until, until, until you mentioned know, it then. You know, I mean, Thanos being the biggest villain that we could have ever hoped for and all the hype around him, um, I would have never known who this character was had it not been for the Fantastic Four. Sure, but... yeah, that's his um, that's his stable where he comes from, isn't it? So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, and I think uh, I'm not really up on what's going on in the actual printed comics, but I think... A Fantastic Four comic is is being relaunched after there having not been one for quite a long no, while, which shows how, you know, Marvel's first family have been sort of very much trailing in the dust for a while, from what I gather. Yeah, um, and I, I would like to see a nice, uh, you know, uh, something that has been such a big part of Marvel's origins to be given the recognition it deserves. Yeah, well, here's hoping that things will go well for them. But uh, so let's um, let's start then. I suppose with the obvious place. Let's start with Peter Quill, aka Star Lord, aka Fry from Futurama. <laughs> yep, yep. I um, mean, they even have the same look. They do have a. They do have a quite a, well, yeah, similar-ish look. Red coat sort of ginger hair yeah uh yeah yeah i mean I, I mean he's not ginger is he but yeah yeah yeah. you've got yeah no i'm totally with you and, and a similar sort of story yeah. yeah i mean come on launch yeah. into the future what is this marvel agents of shield yeah <laughs> that's right um so well technically he's not launched into the future is he he's taken to another world and but that's futuristic compared to what earth's development was at the time <laughs> Oh, right. yeah. I, I, the technicality, yeah, sure. Okay, okay, but okay. <laughs> so, um, a really fun character. Love him. I mean, just from the get go, I think number one, perfectly cast. Yep. Um, so much humor injected into this. Uh, in- injected into yeah. this. Film. The Guardians films are funny. They are. Yeah, I mean, and they deliver with the humor. They really do. Mm. Um, and it's a really likable character. You know, he's not. Uh, He's not your typical hero. He's, you know, a little rough around the edges. Yep. Um, you know, when we when we first introduced to this character, he's, you know, on a mission to steal. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a sort of thief, really, isn't he? I mean, uh, in fact, um, that's true of uh, Rocket Raccoon, who we're going to come to. Um, they are a motley crew, very they much are. so. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that's one of the things that endears um, them to us. 
So, Star-Lord is a fun character and one that we like. Uh, and that's all we're going by is like how much we like them. Yeah. So, um, I think the fact that he's human um, makes him a little more relatable in my eyes. Yeah, and, um, you know, not a human with super strength, a.k.a., no. uh, you know, i.e. Cap. Um, you know, he's he's got some interesting tech, but not really any more advanced than most of his contemporaries, unlike, say, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his, his personality is what... Uh, yeah. It's a, a, a sort of strong suit, really. And he's got an endearing backstory... Yeah, yeah, which we see particularly in the second Guardians film and uh, all of that uh, stuff to do with his his father. And, you know, he is a a hero in his own right. There's a point where he takes off his mask to try and save Gamora. Well, developing a a, a clearly a sort of romantic relationship developing between himself and, and, and Gamora, which is interesting too. So, I mean, I think in my mind, he ranks quite highly among... The five heroes. Yeah, the, the Guardians well. crew. Um, but where do we put him in terms of the heroes across the MCU that have debuted so far? Looking at our list, um, he's. I think he's in the top half. Oh, for sure. Um, are we? Do we like him more? I say. I think we like him more than Hawkeye. We we do. Do we? Okay, so he, Hawkeye is number six. Uh, just above him is Black Widow. Do we like him more I than think Black I Widow? I like him more than Black Widow. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I think I agree with you. Um, so now we get to the Hulk. Yeah, now this is tough. Cause or Bruce Hulk... Banner slash Hulk. I suppose we have to think of both aspects of his personality. Because Hulk does bring the funny. He does, particularly most recently with um, Thor Ragnarok, but even parts of the Avengers films too. Oh, yeah. And and, and actually Bruce Banner is pretty funny as well. Um Mark Ruffalo has some good lines and some good jokes. Um, do we... How do we feel about Peter Quill? Would we put him... Could we put him above the Hulk? I think we could. Do you think so? What do you... Are you all? Mm. Okay. Let's... I think you and I debated quite a while last episode whether we wanted to have positions three and four as Thor and the Hulk or whether we wanted them the other way around that okay fair um, enough so I'll be saying he's number five he's definitely not going to be higher than Thor for me you're you yeah. you're Thor's a Thor's a sticking point for you yeah for sure okay um so I think he's probably five under the Hulk under the Hulk Yeah, okay, I can I can go with that. I, I cannot read your face, Stefan. I feel like, no matter what I say, above, I, he's around the same position. Ah, uh, yes, but we can't do halvesies here. No, I know, yeah, he's yeah, around yeah. it. So are you saying above or below the Hulk? All right, below. We'll have him at number five. Okay. Okay, so that puts Peter Quill slash Star-Lord in between the Hulk... Uh, still at number four, and uh, the Black Black Widow uh, now at number six. So moving on to uh, the next of the Guardians heroes, um, let's go with. Well, since they since they pair up quite often, let's talk about Gamora. Okay. Actually, um, 
starts off as a villain, but only ever so slightly. She's basically then lumped in with the rest of the crew pretty early on. And she's a, she's a member of yeah. a gang by the end of the first film, certainly. Interesting, again, interesting backstory, the relationship with Thanos um, established. Yeah. And it looks like we're going to find out a little bit more about how she became to be known as his daughter based upon the most recent Infinity War trailer. It looks like we might get a flashback to... Yeah, because uh, they, they don't dig too deep in the movie. Um, we just accept that um, her, Ronan and Nebula have some kind of affiliation, yes, even though... Yeah. They look like none of them are related. No, it seems to be that it's a sort of case of Thanos conquers a country and then takes yeah, someone, yeah. Um, uh, or con- conquers a world, rather. Uh, so, what I like about Gamora is she's... A st- sounds a bit of a cliche, but she's a strong female character. She is badass. She's badass. She's badass physically, um, you know, with skills and stuff. Um, Even the way she holds her own in that prison. The way she holds her own in that prison, when she's pursuing Star-Lord at the very beginning, trying to get that thing, you know, that MacGuffin that he's got. Um, Well, the fantastic pairing of her versus Nebula. Um, Yeah, though I've got to say I find Nebula a bit dull. Which is why I'm not talking about her, really. But, but, (laughs) but, 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 uh, She's that. (laughs) She's that. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, Gamora is is pretty cool. Um, we seem to see the same type of female hit, uh, character presented in Marvel. You know, we've got Black Widow, equally, you know, uh, great physical force. Yeah. Uh, and is, straight up badass. Is Gamora Black Widow with green skin? Or is there something... I, I say there's more to her. I think that... More or just different? Is it, yeah, is it just the same character? I, I hope not. But there are a lot of similarities. Yeah. I, uh, okay, okay. I think I like um, Gamora more than I like Black Widow. Okay, why? Uh, I just think she's... I feel with Black Widow, they've, they're a bit stuck as to where they're going with her. She, and she doesn't seem particularly... She, she, I don't think Black Widow has driven a plot, whereas I kind of think Gamora has driven a bit of the plot in the Guardians universe. Yep, valid point. Um, she's got this interesting backstory, and I guess with Black Widow, we don't know much of her black... <laughs> her black story. Her backstory. Black Widow's backstory. Um... Kind of because we, you know, we're not supposed to. She's a spy and all of that. But um, I do think you get a bit more humour from Gamora as well because of her engagements with Peter Quill. Um, I I like her more. Okay. Um, I think I've placed her around... I think, you know, there's a, a lot of merit with, with Black Widow. I think the fact that she is a spy... Um, the less we know about her backstory, I think, is to some extent adds to the mystery around the character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did she have a a damaged, troubled upbringing? Um, I think she can bring the humor as shown in Iron Man Two. Um, yeah, but that her... was her debut, and subsequent to that, they really haven't played up. Uh, yeah, I think could Marvel have maybe done more with this character? Maybe. Um, I think her relationship with Hawkeye is really interesting mm. and with uh, with his family. 
um, you know, they've even tried to do the the pairing of her and the Hulk as a romantic. Yeah, and that's interesting to me. Um, I still think similar things could be said of Gamora, but done slightly better. Yeah, this is true. Okay, so we're going to rank her above Black Widow. Yep. Um, now, do we like her more than Star-Lord? Or I not? think I like Star-Lord more. I, I think I'm prepared to say okay. that too. Okay, so we now then have... Um, uh, under Star-Lord and above Black Widow, uh, a new number six, we have Gamora. Now, uh, why don't we now go to... We'll save the, the obvious duo until last. So now let's look okay. at Drax. Drax the Destroyer. Otherwise known as Quan Chi. That, that is the... Of all of them, that's the one that... You didn't actually say Gamora's one, by the way. She-Hulk. Yeah, Which, Meryl uh, loves to make... Um, spot on. Meryl loves to make uh, sort of her own names for characters. I know, and by the time we get to do a Game of Thrones podcast... I think you'll see that I only refer to them by my own nicknames. She willfully decides not to learn any characters' actual names uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and forces me to, you know, speak speak two languages. Um, okay, so Quan Chi. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tracks a Destroyer. Um, pretty funny in the first film. I think even funnier even in the funnier second film. Even by Guardians 2. Yeah. Um... A bit more drama and a bit more driven in the first film, uh, which I, I don't want that. I don't want him to become pure comic relief, and no. I, I'm a bit concerned that it might be heading in that direction. But um, I mean, that great sort of per- personality character quirk that he he doesn't what is it? He doesn't understand, understand metaphor. metaphor. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Everything is literal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, which I, I think to write for. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Um, I, I do think that's yeah. really good. Um, uh, again, an interesting backstory, and maybe a little played out. You know, I'm avenging my family. His family, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I genuinely like him quite a lot. Yeah, I do. Now the question is, how much do we like him? Well, I'm going to say that I like him more than Gamora. I like him more than Gamora. Do we like him more than Star Lord? I don't. I I don't think I like him more than Star Lord. You really like the leaders of groups, don't you? I just I like. I I, I think this. When I mean, if you think about the humor that this character brings, is it more than Star Lord? I don't think it is. If you think about the backstory, again, Star Lord's is is better. True. Um, I'll give you that. Yeah. Heroic acts. I think Star Lord just out trumps him. Different characters, of course, mm. but I think everything that they bring, uh, you know, you need a Star Lord. All right, so we're putting him in between Star Lord and Gamora, Drax, the Destroyer. I mean, it does help that he's played by <laughs> Batista, who you know, back when I watched wrestling. Um, was he one of your faves? He wasn't one of my faves. Did he wrestle under that name, or was did he have a character name? No, or... no, uh, Batista. So Dave Batista, you just went by a surname, um, mm. and he was just a, a force. And uh, it's really nice to see him in this role where he brings the funny 
and a little more <laughs> charisma than you know than arguably than he did when he was wrestling. Sure. Um, it's nice to see that side of him that I didn't necessarily see in the WWE. So uh, well, I suppose they had they cast. Yeah, I guess he could only be as funny as the script. Well, I mean, it's true for an actor too, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, but they're actually deciding to write funny for. Dave Bautista in this, which maybe they weren't deciding to do. No, for, exactly, uh, exactly. Because, um, spoilers, wrestling isn't real. Uh, yeah? Get in the ring and you see how <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, uh, no, you know, it's, um, it's scripted. It's a soap opera. Um, but, you know, they are still, you know, physically very impressive people. Anyway, you can tell I never watch wrestling. Um, <laughs> so... We we now have a bit of a crossroads because we have to decide whether we treat these characters as separate characters or whether they are so much of a duo that you lump them together. We're looking, of course, at Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Otherwise known as? <sighs> the Coon and, and Treebeard. That's right. So there's a bit of South Park and Lord of the Rings thrown in there. Um, so... A great pairing, first of all. Yes. Um, and I, I just do love that little raccoon. <laughs> I, I love how it's such a warm and fuzzy animal with such a rotten attitude. Yeah. Um, now, he, he gets a bit of heart in particularly the second one. He gets a bit of heart in the first one. You kind of understand how he came to be you know we get a lot of rodent jokes about him mm-hmm. and then uh it slowly emerges in one of his outbursts that it was an experiment kind of gone wrong oh that's right um, i'd forgotten about that and that he didn't ask for this to happen to him and and you know it's it's briefly touched upon enough that you get i i you know i i, I really felt for the character so can we look at rocket without in in well, obviously we can't look at him uh, without also talking about his relationship with with Groot. Are we ranking them as separate characters though? We have to rank them as separate characters. Yeah, I think you're right. I we think. do. We do. Um, and uh, I I love how you know I am Groot, which seemingly has the same uh, denotations for us. Um, has yeah. so many different meanings. Yeah. Uh, when a uh, rocket raccoon is listening to is him. um, is Rocket the only one who can understand Groot? Because I'm trying to remember whether it's like the Han Solo Chewbacca sort of thing, but other people can understand Chewie. Can other people understand Groot? I, I can't f- remember. I feel like he's the only one. But then, if you think about the opening montage to Guardians Two. Um, yes. Is there a moment where everyone's almost talking to Groot? Or baby Groot? I'm not sure. All I remember about the opening to Guardians 2 is them uh, fighting some sort of giant monster to um, Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, so we, we almost can't talk about this film without talking about the fantastic, awesome mixtape. Yes. Volume 1 and 2, yes. Yeah, I mean, just a great nod to the time. Well. Okay, okay. out of the two characters, who do we like more? 
uh, I love Groot, but I feel like can you really put Groot above Rocket when Groot's pretty limited? Yeah, I mean, and I, I completely even get taking why... him as baby Groot together all in I one know, as well. So adorable. Mm. I completely get why Groot is a fan favorite. You know, he has some great big laughs when he sticks his uh, tentacular. Uh, branch through like the nostrils of people or through people, <laughs> smacks them from side to side and then gives the camera that great cheesy grin. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, it was a great, it was a great, great big laugh in the cinema. Mm. Um, but, you know. Do you like, hands on heart, do you like Groot slash Baby Groot more than Rocket? No, I like Rocket more. Okay. I just think there's more with that character. I get why people love Groot and why he'd be a fan fave, but as you say, it's there's only a certain amount that you can do with that character. Okay, so I, I think I'm. I think I have to agree with you. So, if we're putting, let's work this out then. If we're putting Rocket above Groot, where are we putting Groot? So, if we place Groot first, okay. then we'll know that Rocket's at least one above him, if not more. So Groot, I like him more than Gamora. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, uh, more than Drax. Oh, it's tough. It is tough because they kind of both have that same. They're both comic relief. Yeah. And both of them have a comic relief at least partially based around an inability to yeah, understand yeah. or be understood. Yeah. Um, you laugh more with Drax, I think. Maybe in two. Yeah. I don't think you really laugh at Groot in one. A Groot is fine in one. Baby okay, Groot maybe, lifts maybe, the bar a bit. Maybe you laugh more with Drax. I think Groot does bring some... But then, you know, there's that beautiful heroic scene, again, if you're thinking about heroic acts, yes. where he just... Oh, he spreads... Yes, yeah, that's right. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone. But then, and, and again, in, in two, he sort of is pretty heroic in running down through all these... Um, like a sewers, whatever, to get to... Because to, he's, you know, not to push the button. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he has to push the button or something like that. Um, it's been I long. am Groot. Yeah, that's, I know, I know. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. No! <laughs> really sounds uh, like saying I am Brew. I am Brew. Yes, they've stopped making that now, haven't they? They should bring it back. Ugh. Awful. Um... <laughs> Um, okay, so above or below Drax? Um, Alright, well, okay, put it this way. If one of them dies, who are you more heartbroken about? Ah, it's cheating a bit because Groot's already died. I know, and he came yeah, back. Yeah, um, alright. I think... Oh, man. This is pretty tough. Oh, maybe I... Oh, maybe I like Groot more. Do you think so? I 
I don't know, Mel. I think I'm going to say I like Drax more because... Really? Well, because... Baby you can do... So, I know, but I know. But if you take away Baby Groot's cuteness, what yeah. is there? Tree beard. <laughs> so, I, essentially, they can't... He can't bring a lot yeah. to... Okay, yeah. you Yeah. Because of his... Li- you know, you say that, but then you placed Groot above Gamora. Yes, because I personally like... I just like him more. I'm not saying he's a better character. This is not about who's a better character. This is about who we like more. Okay, you're Although we are like... kind of analysing based upon stuff as well. So. Yeah, I think all these factors are things that make a character mm. likeable. So you're saying you like Drax more than Groot? Oh man, am I really saying that? Are you saying you definitely don't? I think if push came to shove, I liked Groot more. So, okay. That means then, if we went with that, then we would put Groot above Drax. Rocket is going above Groot. Yeah. Is Rocket going above Star-Lord? No. You're <laughs> so loyal to Star-Lord. I just, you know, for the same reason I wouldn't put Drax above Star-Lord, I think you need a lead. And and realistically, we all know who the lead is in Guardians. Um, and this isn't the kind of thing where, like, you know, I guess Cyclops is the leader of the X-Men, but he's not necessarily... Anybody's favourite. You know, I love him, but whatever. Um, I think there is a reason why Star-Lord is Hashtag like Hashtag Wolverine heart. forever. <laughs> okay. Um, I think there's a reason why Star-Lord is the heart and soul of the team. and I think he brings everyone together and everything that the other characters can offer, he can offer himself. It's a pretty bold statement. I, I'm, yeah, well, I'm going to go there. <laughs> alright fine are you happy to put Groot above Drax it's, it was always very touch and go for me so I think if that gets us out of this segment and, and, <laughs> and brings us into agreement then let's do that so we're now saying that above Drax comes Groot baby and normal versions above Groot comes Rocket Okay, Stefan, so please remind me, now that we've added five characters to our list, what our current running order is. Right. If I understand it correctly, looking at my hastily scribbled notes, uh, you, you want from top to bottom? Yes, please. All right. Number one, Iron Man. Number two, Captain America. Number three, Thor. Number four, the Hulk. Number five, Star-Lord. Number six, Rocket. Number seven, Groot. Number eight, Drax. Number nine, Gamora. 10 for Black Widow, 11 Hawkeye, 12 Bucky, 13 War Machine, 14 Falcon. Okay, that sounds about right. So let's think about our next film in the Marvel franchise. Uh, we can gloriously leave Guardians behind now with its five new characters. And again, we uh, we thought a little bit about Yondu, who's, who's, who's a favourite, but... Um, but not, not yet a, a hero. No. Or, well, not yet, never going to be. Um, well, you know, he's pretty heroic in Guardians too. Yeah, that's right, but then he... Uh... Indeed, indeed. Yeah. And not big enough of a character in that franchise. 
arguably uh, to add to our yeah. list, which yeah. is already getting pretty long as it is. That's right, that's right. So let's keep the ball moving. Um, so the next film we get to is Avengers Age of Ultron, and that introduces three new characters uh, as, as heroes as part of the ensemble team. We're kind of opening up into the second wave of the Avengers. Mm-hmm, yep, starting to put things in motion, I think. So we have three new characters of Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and The Vision. Um, so let's take... Who should we take first? Scarlet we... Witch? Yeah, let's take, uh, let's take the twins, the Maximoff twins. Okay. Um, so right off the cuff, um, I was so pleased to see two... X-Men faves, um, who are, you know, arguably just as much a part of the Avengers as a... I think they spent their, more time in the Avengers yeah, than they did than us. Uh, yeah, stint as uh, the first villains of uh, the X-Men world. Um, two characters that I like very much, but I'm just going to get this ball rolling and say I've always loved Quicksilver more than the Scarlet Witch. Now, that's very interesting because based upon the... Um, f- what we see in the films... I'm, gosh, uh, yeah, I think I'm Scarlet Witch over Quicksilver. I think, you know, um, of course, uh, spoilers ahead, we know that Quicksilver doesn't make it to the end of, of the film, and, you know, Bit did shocking, we see that really. coming? I didn't, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was completely going with it. I have no idea how much that's this awkward external pressures of having an equivalent Quicksilver in the X-Men universe at exactly the same time played by a different person. Yeah, and I mean um, two very different versions of the character um, but both equally well, equally. It's been a long time since I've watched Age of Ultron what I will say and this will be a sort of departure from the received wisdom is that I the thing is I can I can't really remember much about Quicksilver in Age of Ultron at all but all I remember is that I came away from both those films feeling like unusually I preferred um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's Marvel Quicksilver to really the Quicksilver in X Men Days that of Future Past segment though I know everyone talks about that segment and blah 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 beautiful That's, it was beautiful but then they do the exact same thing again in the next film. Um, and he's a clever, smart ass, blah 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 blah. Uh, you know, which little... is you know true to the character. I think. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, I don't know why, and I and clearly it hasn't stuck in my mind enough for me to sort of. It can't have made a huge impression on me, but. I really did like the Quicksilver in, um, Age of Ultron. Okay. That being I... said, he died. I and... I would disagree with you. I think um, there's a bit more humour and likability with. Um, the Quicksilver that we know from the X-Men franchise. Um, that being said, I think Aaron Taylor-Johnson did a fantastic job um, as, as Quicksilver, albeit only lasting one film. Um, now, personally, I've always liked the character more than Scarlet Witch, but because we get such a small slice of Quicksilver, yeah. would it be fair to rank him higher than Scarlet Witch? For me, I want to put Scarlet Witch ahead of Quicksilver in this. Okay, and while I have to on the record state that I've always loved Quicksilver more, I will agree with you on this count and say that... Because of these iterations of these particular yeah, types mean, of the... Yeah, I we just know, don't get characters. enough of Quicksilver to justify that... Uh, to, to justify him being over Scarlet Witch. 
I mean, Scarlet Witch, I mean, I always love a speedster character. You know, I've always been a big fan of the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Scarlet Witch's power is just uh, a phenomenal power. Sure, and, 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 and actually... Hexing left, right and centre. And, 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 and I'm, you're, you're the speedster, I'm the magic user. Mm. You know, I've always preferred the sort of mage, wizard, sorcerer, sorceress style characters. So, um, which, you know, when we get a little yeah. bit further into this... Um, we might have a bit of a discussion about Doctor Strange. For sure. Um, but, uh, so, okay. So then, if we're saying that we're putting um, Scarlet Witch over Quicksilver... Yeah. Where are we ranking? Where are we putting Quicksilver? Okay, let's rank Quicksilver first. And mm-hmm. I think because of his short stint in the MCU, it would be quite fair to put him towards the, the bottom end. Yeah, he didn't have... I mean, no fault of the character himself but didn't have a chance to make much of an impact yeah. and quite frankly even though I was a fan of him uh, I can't remember anything about his role in that film uh, now granted it's been a while since I've seen it but I you know if he'd made a strong enough impression I would remember it okay so um, alright well looking right at the bottom is Quicksilver better than Falcon I want to say yes. To oh, that. I want to say yes. To okay. That. Uh, War Machine. I'd say yes again. You want to say yes to War Machine? Okay. Oh, over War Machine. Okay. Uh, what? Rhodey Rhodes. I know. I love a bit of. Uh, I love a bit of Rhodey. But I mean, Rhodey is just a you know. Reboot of Iron Man. Yeah. Rhodey is good when paired with Iron Man. Yeah. Alone, it's pretty much anyone's good paired with Iron Man. But <laughs> but, but but alone, um, maybe not quite so. In, uh, well, obviously not so engaging. But but not dull as dishwater. No. no, um, no. You, okay, so you want to put Quicksilver above War Machine. Maybe. Who's above War Machine above, currently? Above War Machine is Bucky. Ooh, I'm going to say he's not as big as Bucky. Okay. I, I thought you would, because I know you have a big soft spot for Bucky. I've got a big soft spot for Quicksilver, but I think, you know, Bucky has been fleshed out a, a lot more over the, the Captain America films. True. We've seen him as a loyal best friend. We've seen him as a best friend turned villain and then coming back round again. Uh, we've just seen a lot more of the character and explored a, a lot more depth with him to say that Quicksilver in the half of an Avengers movie has made that much of an impact. All right. So um, so we'll put Quicksilver above War Machine and below Bucky. Scarlet Witch, are we putting her in between the two or is are you prepared to go higher up with Scarlet Witch? Are you prepared to leapfrog Bucky with Scarlet Witch? I am. Which I'm looking at this list and yeah. I'm kind of thinking that we put Hawkeye too high. Maybe we could, <laughs> I think I'm looking at Hawkeye above Bucky thinking I can't remember how we'd have to listen to last the last time episode to remember how we got there. How did we get there? I think we talked about his family and the fact that he was made his debut way back in Iron Man 2 and all that sort of thing. I think we were trying to give Hawkeye a little more credit than he Maybe probably he's due. deserves. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's too late now. Yeah, I know, it's done. What's done um, is done. Can we... I mean, really and truly, Scarlet Witch is... Better than Hawkeye? She's got a really cool power. She has. I want to see more of it. I we know. had a fair bit of uh, we had a good moment with it in Civil War, didn't we? We and we had a fair bit of it in Age of Ultron, where mm. we saw her almost single handedly taking down the Avengers and and turning their worst fears against them. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, that was quite. Good. And that was always something that was really compelling about her as a villain on mm. X Men. You know, she yeah. pretty much could singly single handedly take down. The team of five. Well, she wrote and she rewrote. I mean, famously in House, House of, of M, M, you know, yeah. rewrote the whole of history to to you know almost get rid of all mutants, um, with just three words: no more mutants. Um, that was House of M was great, wasn't it? It was. I mean, it was it shook me. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay, but then also we can't necessarily take in what we know of the character. No, no, the this X-Men is this franchise. is a yeah. You're completely right. This is about what we've seen so far. Okay, so based on what we've seen so far, I mean, yes, there is great potential with the raw power. Have we seen enough of it? You know, arguably, yeah, we've we've seen it highlighted in in two films. But do we like her more than certain characters? Right, I'm going to say this. Yep. Because I haven't, I mean, right back at the beginning, you liked Bucky in Captain America, the first Avenger. I did. You know, and, and I, I, I've never been as fond of Bucky as you. I would be prepared to put Scarlet Witch above Bucky. Let's do it. And above, above Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Then would you put her above Black Widow? I think... I'd leave her below Black Widow. I think I would as well. I think... Um, if we're thinking about the Queen Bee of the Avengers, which is weird because we put Gamora above Black Widow, I think it is still Black Widow. She is the first lady of the Avengers. <laughs> we have actually put Gamora above, haven't we? That might be something that we come to regret. I don't know. Well, it um, might be something that we come to see in the new Avengers film. You know, yeah. when these characters finally meet. Yeah. Um, okay. So, are you going to fight me on this? Or are we putting no, Scarlet... No, okay. I'm not going to fight you. All right. So, then Scarlet Witch comes now below Black Widow at a new number 11. Which brings us to the final final uh, new character debut. Uh, final new hero debut, uh, the Vision. Now you've always liked the Vision more than I have. Yeah, I, I mean, like the Vision. A character. I like him in this um, iteration. I like the fact that uh, a, a romance begins to build between the Vision and Scarlet Witch, mm. which is again something that happens in the comics. At one point, they get married uh, in the comics. And I like the fact that he's kind of a byproduct of Ultron's creation. Yeah, um, and a little bit of and Jarvis. and Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Because and it's it's you know Jarvis as um, sort of personified, really. And we've liked you know Paul Bettany's done great voice work for oh, fantastic for work. three films, and now gets to play actually be in it himself as a hero. One who can pick up Thor's hammer, if you remember. Yeah. Um, 
and has intense power in a way that um, it's interesting to see what they do with it in order to sort of make him not overcome too much. And we're seeing, you know, in the trailers for, for Infinity War, I'm not sure whether, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure Vision's going to make it. Um, but There is big speculation. So I like the Vision a lot. I like him more than the bottom five. Falcon, War Machine, Quicksilver, Bucky, Hawkeye. Which brings us to? Uh, It brings us to Scarlet Witch, which I think... Gosh, I'm such a sucker for someone in a cape. Uh, and uh, I'm just I'm not sure I like him more than Scarlet Witch and again it's that human element that Scarlet Witch brings um, we see that raw human emotion with the loss of her twin hmm. if I was to push her above Scarlet Witch I uh, sorry push him above Scarlet Witch I would take the vision then Above Black Widow. Above Gamora. And, and put him around about where Drax is. Now that might be too high for you though. Um, yeah, I mean for me, I'd maybe put him below Gamora and below Scarlet Witch but above Hawkeye. Maybe, maybe even below Hawkeye. Talk, uh, okay, so talk to me about why you like this character so much. Aside from the cape. <laughs> um, he has a sort of wisdom, a calmness, a collectedness to him, which I quite like. I like his uh, his power level, his sheer power level is, is pretty high. The fact, you know, remember that scene when everyone's trying to lift Thor's hammer and no one can except Thor... Although Cap seems to make it move ever so slightly, mm-hmm. um, and then and then Vision is able to sort of pick it up effortlessly. Um, okay, yeah, we've got and, to give we've got to give him props for that. And that's a really cool moment. Um, I think I kind of like the the sort of growing to be more human aspect. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Data from Next Generation, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, I... I don't know. There's something about him that I like. Maybe the outfit is part of it. Um, well, undoubtedly the outfit's part of it. But that's the okay, because that's true for heroes in general. In his head. Yes. Um, his green cape and whatever... His British accent. His British accent. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not claiming to be deep. Um, so for me, definitely above Hawkeye. Okay, I definitely, you know, probably placed Bucky higher than you would have liked uh, for my own personal preferences. Yeah, so I'm no, happy I'm... to put the vision, um, as so we're saying, above, above Drax and just below Groot. Well, uh, let me just think that through one more time. But above Scarlet Witch... I don't really have a problem with. Above Black Widow, I don't have a problem with. Um, I, yeah, I do like him more than Gamora. I, I won't put him above Drax. 
Okay, let's do it. You sure? Yep. The Vision. Locked in, in between Gamora and Drax. Now, my numbering is all over the shop. Um, I think that puts... Uh, vision. I think that puts Vision at number nine. Okay. There we go. Right, let's keep this going. Um, the next film was Ant-Man, making the debut of Ant-Man. Scott Lang. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic film. Really, really great film. Really, again, very funny. Um, Which you'd expect from Paul Rudd. I mean, yeah, yeah. great casting there. And he has a really good scene with... Um, Anthony Mackie actually with 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 Falcon doesn't oh, he? Oh yeah. Um, and and a, and a good scene in um, Civil War because doesn't he yeah, grow? He, does. he becomes um, well in the comics they call him Giant Man, but but uh, um, so I I yeah I'm liking him. I think he's he's leaping to at least the middle part of our list. I like him a lot. I think in the same way that I really like Peter Quill, starts off as a thief, um, finds his heroic elements, good backstory, um, very funny. I would put him around the same. I want to put him above Peter Quill. Okay, let's do it. So that would put him, where are we? Uh, Below the Hulk? Could he climb higher? I do like Ant-Man. Um, but, you know, I, I, st- I feel that there is a almost two-tier Avengers um, with the original Avengers and then uh, our secondary characters who maybe when our original Avengers are killed off or, you know, the actor's contracts run out will then be the new force. And do we put him higher than someone who is... <laughs> I feel like the Hulk is like this impenetrable green wall that uh, no yeah. one's... Because uh, beyond him, we've got the Holy Trinity. We've got Thor, Cap and Iron Man. It's, it's, uh... but would we put Ant-Man above Hulk? Probably not. Okay, then let's slot him in just under. There's something about the Hulk that's so visually... Like, you... you, you... There's a bit of excitement when yeah. the Hulk does something. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is strange because he's never had his own film, but when he is in one, he well, does not never, something. not never. He did have, uh, lest we forget, Incredible... What was it called? Incredible Hulk. Yep, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Hulk. Yes, although that's not part of the MCU, whereas Incredible Hulk is. True. Um, it's just so hard to do a Hulk film. Yeah. So much so that I erase it from my memory. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to put Ant-Man jumping all the way up to be our new number five. Now, of course, we do see the Wasp in this film. However, not yet a hero yeah, we have, in um, her own right. Is it Janet Van Dyne or is it Hope Van Dyne? I can't remember which is the mother and which is the daughter. I want to say Hope's the daughter. Yeah, I think you're right. So that's Evangeline Lilly's yeah. character. So we'll get her as the Wasp properly in the next film. Also, you know, obviously Scott Lang is not the original Ant-Man, so we've got Michael Douglas's Hank Pym as the sort of guiding former Ant-Man, sort of. Um, and but nice again, to see that handover. Yeah, and, and I've always liked Michael Douglas, but, but uh, you know, that's, 
another person we're having to set aside. We're on the home stretch, um, okay. which I'm relieved about, and you know I think you know our listener is, 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 <laughs> is relieved about. Um, whoever you are, thank you and welcome. Um, so, Black Panther, who makes his debut in Civil War, because uh, that's the next film that we're talking about, uh, you know, that we're drawing new characters from, um, uh, new heroes from. Uh, makes his debut there, but of course has had a, an incredible solo film yeah. just recently. And I um, think that we get a sneak peek about what this character is about and what he's capable of, but it really is until that solo film that we really see the power behind this character. And, and, and Marvel just did everything right with it. So how much do we like T'Challa, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Black Panther. He's a good character. He's a mm-hmm. really. I'd rank him quite highly, and I think had it not been for the Black Panther movie, I probably wouldn't have put him as high up. I agree. Um, understandably, we only get a small snippet of him, um, but that film is has really just uh, really pushed it. This character. It makes me wonder whether you know. It makes me wonder whether people like Black Widow have. You know, they haven't been given a chance to shine as much as they could have. And, you know, would we be ranking Black Widow high if she had had her own solo film? You know, I think it is interesting that we haven't had a female character have her own film um, mm. yet. We will get it. Um, I mean, it's, I'm, it's sort of odd in a way that we, the only one on the books that we definitely know about is Captain Marvel, a character who we haven't even seen yet, who's getting her own film um, so that's I think going to be there first I think it does say something about the patriarchy in comics maybe mm. you know I um, or that there are certain characters that are a bit more bankable in terms of commercial success and maybe it's too much of a risk to put out a, a Black Widow film or a, a yeah. Scarlet Witch film <sighs> I mean, I think it. You know, in the end, thank yeah. thank goodness, it's it's turned out well. But a risk to put out um, a Black Panther film, yeah, actually. Yeah. But, but which uh, you know, and I think, um, Marvel just did very very well going with an almost all black cast. Um, really a celebration of of black culture and heritage and music and, uh, really did. A, a good film. Yeah, definitely. Um, without holding back. So then, um, where's that helping us place Black Panther? I think he's he's leapfrogging easily, leapfrogging the bottom of the table, oh, getting for sure. getting past Black Widow, um, above Gamora. I'd say above Gamora. Above. Oh, you oh, you have mixed feelings. It you know it's only because I very recently saw Guardians. Uh, just about a week or oh, two did you? ago. Okay. What well, the first one? The first one, and uh, just reminded me of how great these characters were. Um, and of course, prior to that, uh, the last Marvel film I'd, we'd saw was was, was Black Panther yeah. in the cinema. So, mm. um, and I mean, to what extent is it the character Black Panther that made that movie such a success, rather than the supporting cast? 
Uh, Very true. And the great storyline and, and social messages around the film as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Michael B. Jordan's um, the Killmonger, was his name? Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. Name, you know, really well done. And uh, his, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but the, the sort of female um, bodyguard people and... Oh. Uh, uh, Tyler's sister, who was you know really humorous and and uh, you know great great um, supporting cast there as well. Um, with Black Panther himself, I like him. I like the character's design. I like the sort of futuristic tech part of it. Um, maybe he's not. He. Uh, he's, Black Panther is probably not the best part of the Black Panther film. Yeah, strangely. Um, uh, and great character, but yeah, I think there's so much more in that film that amplifies it than the character himself. So maybe that does that sort of pull him short of of going above Gamora? Do you think? I mean, I think he's definitely below Ant Man. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I think one of the best parts of Ant-Man the film was the character of Ant-Man and the portrayal of the character. Um, So then it kind of brings us to our ranking of the... So far we've got the sort of Guardians crew pretty much lumped together and they don't have to remain that way. So, okay, below Ant-Man, who's currently our number five, number six is Star-Lord. I don't think he's bigger than Star-Lord. Okay. Bigger? In my heart. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so below Star-Lord, um, above or below Rocket Raccoon? I quite like Rocket Raccoon. Okay. Um, below... Oh, this is tough. What about Groot? Underneath Groot? Oh, I, I can like see it on your Groot. face. I quite like Groot. Okay. Okay. I mean, Black Panther is a great character, but... Very straight down the line. A bit of a straight right man, thing. Yeah. Integrity all the way. Exactly. And yet I, I have to tell you that that is also true in every sense. Of Captain of, America. Of the one who is number Betty two at Captain the moment. Captain America. Captain America is the heart and soul of the Avengers. And Black Panther at present is not. Neither is, you know any of our other characters who are straight down okay okay so below Gru below Drax I'm prepared to say below Drax as oh, well oh okay I'll put him above Drax would you probably below Gamora I think I'd like to have him um well there's also the vision see the vision is the one oh, who's crept okay. in okay do like him more than the vision because I think I do like him more than the vision I think I I think I can go along with that okay so is the vision above Gamora but but below Drax but below Drax I think we can put him above Drax you want to put Black Panther above Drax Mm, if I had more energy, I'd fight you over it, but I'm a bit tired. So, it's, <laughs> so uh, I just think if you bring in, you know, he's a prince, that fancy tech, that awesome costume. Um, do you not find the Do you not find the costume a tad Catwoman? It is a bit. It is a bit. <laughs> they told me it was Catman. <laughs> <laughs> it is a 
bit Catwoman, but you know, not in a sexy vixen kind of way. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. So I would put him above above Drax, but below Groot. I mean, Groot is just a tree. <laughs> Uh, versus a is prince that, of that, a... You know, is that a, a bit harsh? But he's just so lovable. He is. And and this is what we're saying about like and love. So, uh, all right, look, we'll have him above Drax if that's what you want. You want him above Groot? I think below. Okay. I'll go with you there. I'd like to see a bit more of the character. As, as great as the supporting cast was, I think... And, and we will, you know, we will, surely, in, as he appears next in Infinity Wars. So we're finally coming towards the end. We have two more heroes left to talk about. Uh, and one of them, a pretty big uh, coup for the Marvel Universe to get back into its stable after a long exile in Fox. We're talking about the one and only Spider-Man. I know. What a great character. Such a big character. For me, the flagship hero of the Marvel Universe. Maybe not quite yet the flagship hero of the MCU. No. Um, and it's really important that we, when looking at this character, we treat this character from what we've seen in the MCU and not bring in our love of the character from the comics, from, you know, the 90s cartoon. Sure, sure. And from the other film versions that we've seen, including Tobey Maguire's portrayal and, of course, Andrew Garfield's portrayal as well. So from what we've seen so far, I think it's enough to put him pretty high, um... I mean, yes, there's still more to see from him and a big future for this character within the MCU, hopefully. I know. And while we're not allowed to talk about where we expect characters to go or think about future references to the character, for me, it's it's hard to see a character as predominant as Spider-Man to not eventually be, if anything, the, the flagship hero of what is Wave 2 of the Avengers. You know, currently we've got our, our Holy Trinity of Iron Man, Thor, Captain America sitting quite high, but we know that these characters won't be in the MCU forever. We know that there are big actors playing these characters and eventually their contracts will run out. We may see the last of some of them in, in, in Infinity the War. Mm, yeah. yeah. So in thinking about the future of the MCU, I think that surely Marvel are gonna make a big decision to make Spider Man a huge part of that. So I think if we go from the top down with uh, with Spider-Man. Definitely top down. I don't think he's going to be challenging... Well, he doesn't challenge Iron Man for me. No, and if we think back to Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man has such a great role in it, even as a supporting character. Mm. You know, he is putting Spider-Man in his place, reminding him who's boss, and putting the limitations that a teenager would mm. need. Yeah. So I think... I don't think Spider-Man's going to challenge, to be honest, our top three no. of um, uh, Iron Man, Captain America and Thor. With Captain America and Thor, they've had three movies in their own right. We've seen just a lot more of these characters, a lot more development, and they're still sitting pretty at the top. So, is Spider-Man going to be the one to take on the Incredible Hulk and win? and jump over that impenetrable green wall that we've had so far to take his place behind Thor and above the Hulk at a new number four. Stefan, for me, I've got to say, I think he can. I think if there's any character that is going to break our original Avengers, 
and split them up. I think Spider Man <laughs> is a character that can that can do it. I think we have just enough of Spider Man to sort of whet our appetites for more, to acknowledge that I think there's just there's just more you can do with that character. I think I think we're seeing Hulk as forever a sidekick. Yeah. Um and although yes we had more dialogue from Hulk this time in, in Thor Ragnarok, um He still I, serves as comic relief yeah. and a great smasher. Yeah, yeah. I think there's so much more in Peter Parker. We get a lot of young energy from him, mm-hmm. great enthusiasm. And, and it's all the things that we love about this character. He's human, he's one of us, he's, um, you know, he is the flagship Marvel hero in a way that Superman is the flagship DC hero, but everything we love about Spider-Man, that he's of this world, he's one of us, he's relatable, he's very much an inhabitant of New York City, um, you know, he's trying to get the girl, he's trying to get his grades up, in a well, you know, he's a child genius, but sure, sure. I mean, he's balancing the uh, the pressures of high school yeah. with uh, you know being a member or at least being drawn into, if not fully a member, of um, you know, the preeminent superhero group in the world. So, we, yeah, we really see that trying to live a double life of just being a, a local kid but also leading this double life as a superhero, um, which we don't actually see a lot from other characters. True, yeah. That's not something that the MCU has on the whole gone down the road of, so it's nice to see that. Okay, well, look, I think we're going to... I think we, we sound like we're in agreement of putting Spider-Man in between Thor and Hulk at a new number four. Uh, my Spidey senses are tingling. I think we've got to go with it. All right, then. Which brings us finally to uh, the last of the major heroes to make his debut um, in his own film, uh, Doctor Stephen Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. Where does Doctor Strange grow? I think this is where we might differ in our personal taste. I mean, I, I like Doctor Strange, but I know you have a great fondness for this character. I mean, he has a cape. He has a cape, what, what could you want? A, a sort of almost living cape, I think they say in the books, and and uh, he's a magic user, spellcaster. Um, I th- the sort of visuals in the film were fantastic. The uh, sh- showdown with Dormammu at the end, oh, um, very clever way of doing it. Uh, not like anything we'd seen in the MCU up to that point. Um, so yeah, I, I'm take he's for me, Meryl. He's sailing right past the bottom half of the table. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, if we start looking at where the the sort of clump of mostly Guardians heroes come, um, so taking him past Black Widow and everyone below her, including Scarlet Witch, because I think Doctor Strange is the better magician character of the two for me. For sure. So if we're going... Or magic user, I should say, rather than magician. Magic versus magic where are we because I find that this character is very similar in a lot of respects to the vision I suppose they are quite similar they have similar sort of um, well they both have capes Uh, (laughs) I mean vision is is the physical to Doctor Strange's mental slash spiritual powers Um, but on the whole I like Doctor Strange more I do 
Um, so Vision's number, uh, well, I can't remember what number it is at the moment because everything's moved around so much. But anyway, the Vision um, is above Gamora and below Drax. Um, do we put, do we favour Doctor Strange over Drax? For me, Stefan, I, I think I would put him above Drax. Okay, I can, I can move, I can go along with that. Uh, next is Black Panther. Interesting. Uh, two big characters, strong debuts, but I think if this conversation has shown me anything, it's that while Black Panther was maybe the more successful film, in its yeah. own right. Yeah, the better film, I would say, for sure. It is definitely a big part of that is the supporting cast and a, a lot of the things that aren't necessarily the character itself, whereas I think that Doctor Strange is a big part of the success and my liking of the film. Mm, mm. I, I would put him above Black Panther. I can... I can see your point. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, it's it's not um, yeah, it's not even a question for me. For my personal liking, I like Doctor Strange more than Black Panther, so okay, I can go with that. Um, then we get to Groot. This is tough. I mean, again, this is just a tree, a tree with one line. Uh, yeah, when you put it that way, it seems. Uh... But he's so lovable. Mm. He's so lovable, such a, a big fan following from the movies, of course, which is all we're basing this on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who does Meryl in her heart like more? Put it this way, if one of these characters went for good, which I know mm. is a bit hard because technically Groot does die, mm. I think I would be more upset if Groot went. So when it comes down to it, I think I'll put Groot higher. Would you agree? That's really tough for me. And I think it's got to the point now that I I don't have it in me to debate anymore. <laughs> this is the longest podcast we've ever done. God bless you if you've listened to the end of it. So um, I think I'm prepared to go along with you and say that we'll place Doctor Strange in a pretty high position, to be fair, um, above Black Panther and below Groot. And we're going to take just a quick break while I um, work through the, the numbering and come back with our definitive Cutie and the Geek ranking of all the Marvel superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to this point. So we've finally done it, Meryl. Are you ready to hear our full, complete and definitive ranking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe superheroes from Iron Man through to, but not including, Infinity War? I certainly am. So drum roll, please. That's a nice uh, homemade drum roll. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll start in reverse order and, um, I mean... Anyone who's listened through to the end at this point knows where most things have come. But uh, I think it's, uh, you know, commiserations for those who are at the bottom of our table. We love um, them 
and we want to see more of them. We just haven't seen enough. That's right. And so um, there are in in total twenty one uh, characters here in our list. Wow. So if we go, um, we'll go from twenty one uh, up to. Uh, 11 and then we look at our top 10 so uh rounding out the table at the bottom of the list of 21 of 21 we have falcon can't believe it at 20 war machine at 19 quicksilver at number 18 lower than you probably wanted i think when thinking about it number 18 out of 21 we have bucky barnes no quicksilver as well number 17 hawkeye it's kind of surprising that he beat out some of the ones below him, actually, now that I think about I it. But, but there we go. It's all locked in now and official. At number 16, above Hawkeye, we have Scarlet Witch. At number 15, Black Widow. And number 14, Gamora. Interesting that we've ended up with the, th- with the three um, female characters all together. In sort of a mid-table position. Interesting, but I think it goes a lot to show that maybe I personally would like to see Marvel do a lot more with its female characters. Um, And I'm hoping that we'll see that in the movies to come. I totally agree. Uh, So following on from number 14 at Gamora, we have 13 for The Vision, 12 for Drax the Destroyer, and one of the newer characters, uh, number 11, Black Panther, which brings us to our top 10. Just creeping into the top 10 is Doctor Strange. Unsurprising, considering how much I know you love this character. Oh, so it's my fault, is it? (laughs) We both love this character. Right, right, okay. At number nine, we have everybody's favourite piece of wood, uh, Groot. At number eight, his partner in crime, Rocket Raccoon. And then at number seven, the leader of their pack, Star-Lord. How do you feel about those? I think um, if we go on the Guardians movies, the three strong characters, three very likeable characters, quick-witted, and it just goes to show how much we love the humour that the MCU brings. Right, you are. Uh, so then at number six, just missing out a spot in the top five, but only just, and pretty good considering um, we haven't seen much of this character, but what we had, we love. Uh, number six, we have Ant-Man. It, that does surprise me. Um, I think if I think about my favourite superheroes, he isn't the first character that comes to mind, but when you do something like this and you pit them against one another, um, great to see him Doing as well as he did. Results are always interesting doing it this way. So, uh, well, at least I hope it's been um, for anyone who's actually bothered to listen. Um, so then at number five, number five, The Incredible Hulk. He hang, hang on to number four for a long time, but at the very end was beaten down by your friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And I think I'm happy with that decision. In, I am too. In retrospect, I'm... Almost surprised Hulk was as high as he was. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you are. Um, maybe that's, you know, we've done this in two halves with time in between. Time to think and reflect. But what's, what I have written, I have written. Um, so uh, that leaves us with Spider-Man at number four. Number three. Did I say number, f- number four again? I... I think you said number four. Number four. Well, at number three, we have Thor. At number two, it really, it can be. At number two, Captain America. And at number one, the guy who started it all, we have the one and only Iron Man. 
Does the top three surprise you in any way, Stefan? No, but I can see that there's a sense of loyalty to the core there. Yeah. And um, I think for some people, this would be very different. I think for me, when it, when it comes down to the top three doesn't surprise me at all. They have been the three strongest characters, um, arguably the three characters with the biggest fan bases arguably um and i think yeah what it comes down to is i guess the initial discussion that started this whole thing if you think about the run-up to infinity war i mean this is a decade in the making and our loyalty is perhaps to three of the characters that started us off on this journey i think that's uh... the journey to infinity and beyond <laughs> that was uh, good. uh yeah i i think all all or at least most very well said. So uh, thank you, Meryl, for doing this with me. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Let's uh, let's just close off with our ending music and uh, bid this wonderful crowd a farewell. Well, Meryl, that will do it for this extra long podcast. Uh, sorry um, for those of you who are listening and uh, feel that we've sort of dragged our feet a bit on this. Sorry for the two-parter. Um, it just had to be this way because of our own commitments but um, hopefully people will have enjoyed exploring the characters of the MCU with us and it's been a lovely reminder getting me all the more pumped for a great film ahead that's right and 20 days and counting so we're looking forward to it we'll be there as close to opening night as we possibly can I think full show so uh, with that I'm Stefan and I'm Meryl and we're saying Geek out before you freak out.